The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert. The story. Headline. The spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbin of WebmasterRadio.fm, and welcome uh, to this edition of Cover Story. I'm extremely excited because he's actually one of my favorite people, and uh, talking about a heritage voice in the public relations uh, community, he has absolutely been... uh, one of the four leaders in, in PR and is always making wonderful contributions. His name is James Lukachevsky, ABC, APR fellow, PRSA, CCEP, chairman and president of the Lukachevsky Group Incorporated. It's one of the public relations most frequently quoted, quoted and prolific authors slash crisis communication management consultants. He helps prepare spokespersons for crucial public appearances and local and network news networking interviews, including 2020, 60 Minutes, Dateline, NBC, Nightline, financial analyst meetings, and legislative and congressional testimony. You can also sign up for Jim's free executive action e-newsletter at www.e911.com. So without further ado, welcome, Jim. Hey, Brandy. Thanks so much for being here, for letting me be here. This is really great. Thank you. Yeah, we're excited to have you here. So I understand on January 15th, two days before my birthday, um... Uh, January 15th uh, of this year, you uh, you posted a blog to the PRSA Comprehension, a blog post, I should say, to the PRSA Comprehension blog, Community Relationships, mm-hmm. Best Practices for Stronger Relationships. Yep. And you put a... I think um, this is a really important subject, uh, and <clears throat> most of us, uh, most of you in public relations at some point in time probably have to do something in this arena of public relationship building, maintenance, or repair. And it was a very brief blog, but it really talked about, it really actually got a little flack because I was talking about, in essence, the premature use of new media in this arena. <laughs> and I, our profession, as you know, is just totally fascinated and captivated by new media. But when it comes to community relationship building, um, I, I talked about really four things that really matter a lot. And if you'd like to have to talk just for a second about each one of those. That would be terrific. The um, I, I, don't, I point out really that new media is more of a distraction than a form of engagement, and and engagement really is the most important thing. By engagement, I mean the sort of the, not sort of the face-to-face contact with people in the community. When you're wanting to expand a facility, site a facility, um, uh, close something down, even that sort of thing, or change the relationship with the community in some respect with something that's new or currently there that you have it you'll have a responsibility to go into the community and get their permission literally get their permission to allow you to do it even i mean if you on a very small scale even if you're going to say you know build a second uh 
a second garage gig thing for your car on your garage. You probably have to go to your neighbors and go to a, a zoning board mm-hmm. meeting and get their permission. So, I mean, this extends throughout life, but in public relations terms, um, this is a great challenge because today we have communities that are very resistant to change, very resistant to new people coming in. And the way that gets resolved is more and more, it, it really is, it, in a sense, it's an old-fashioned technique, but it is about engaging these people in a variety of ways, from going door to door to um, you know being on the phone. Uh, the most important new media to tool these days is the web itself, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Um, uh, but I think the issue is to remember that this this is political, so to speak. It's neighborhood politics, and this is the, the sort of the, you know the most elemental form of politics, and it's done door to door. It's done very locally. Most of the mistakes I see when I watch, even even very professional firms do this. Firms that cite things all across the country, uh, I still see a great a great reliance on um, uh, going in sort of the back door rather than the front door. The one thing that's really changed in community relations these days is from and a lot, not a lot really has, but this has, and that is the ability to meet secretly or privately with, with public officials to sort things out ahead of time. Increasingly, I'm seeing, and I always encourage my clients to skip that step entirely. You want to walk in the front door and stay in the front door because when they throw you out, they're not going to throw you out the back door. They're going to throw you out the front door. So, uh, you know, and, and it's less likely to have that happen uh, if you walk in the front door from the very beginning, and it's more likely to happen both to you, by the way, and the public officials whose careers you may affect by trying to go in the back door uh, and do it some other way. But the key always is to recognize that that when it comes to community relations, there are essentially five things that that are that that people, and I'm talking about everyone in our audience, are concerned about when some change is going to take place. And let me just quickly tell you what those five things are. The first is health and safety. If you do something or propose something that will change the nature or, or confidence public, the public has in their own health and safety, you're going to have a battle on your hands. And it doesn't take an activist, you know, from an, an angry activist from Chicago or someplace to come to your town and do it. Your neighbors will do it. The second thing is property value change. If something you're proposing will affect the property values or the value of a property people have in a town, there will be there will be a reaction, an explosion. The third ingredient is environmental. If something you're going to do touches the environment in some way that concerns people, you're going to have a difficult time. Um, you can do it, but you have to recognize that these are very powerful core values in the community and need to be addressed. The fourth arena is what I call um, uh, quality of life issues, things like peace of mind and uh, freedom from fear, uh, lack of conflict. These are things that people expect not to have to deal with in their community. And if you bring that with you, with your proposal, or you can count on the fact that there will be some of this in the community, and there will be with almost every major proposal, you need to be prepared to deal with this right from the beginning, rather than waiting until it's too late to deal with these these problems. Right, I And agree. the last item is what I, is what I call peer pressure, and that's when neighbors get angry and they come to meetings in large numbers, you have difficulties, great problems. <laughs> but, so, angry mobs are not a good items, thing. <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm saying angry mobs are not a good thing. Angry moms, angry, angry anybody's not a good thing. But you know, the thing about community life is that it could be your sister. You know, if you like something, something come into town, and your sister doesn't, you can split families up over this. You know, you, mm-hmm. you may not talk to maybe maybe you want to not talk to your sister against you. <laughs> so <laughs> you take an issue that'll have that happen. But you know, these things divide communities. Any time the public has to decide, 
anything. That's a division in the community, and there are people on one side and people on the other. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's families or neighbors, uh, that sort of thing. So this is a real possibility. But keeping these things I just mentioned in mind as core values really does matter. And, you know, there, there are, think about this, it's so interesting, I've been doing this for a long, long time. These are patterns that we see. So this is not just something I noticed yesterday, mm-hmm. but these are things that if you've worked in a community or even if you've been, a, you've been a neighbor to one of these situations and been involved in it, you recognize that this is a pattern of behaviors and activities that, that communities undertake to protect themselves. And we, they have to be accommodated. And new media does not do this, okay? Um, I'm not against new media. I'm just saying in this particular case, the thing we have to remember is the value of good old public relations. Talking to people, um, writing to people, paying attention to people, answering people's questions, raising questions people have before they ask them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where the web comes in. And you can tell this is, a, this is quite a subject to talk about in the brief time that we have. Right, but, absolutely. But, you can organize yourself in very specific ways to make sure that these that you'll get the best shot you can, recognizing that in the end, it is going to be the community's decision. It's their town, it's their neighborhood, it's their backyard, so to speak, so they will get to decide. Um, your job is to put yourself in the best possible position to help them decide in your favor, if that's what you want. So l- let me ask you a question. You have... Sure. You know, I mean, you have an amazing background working with major corporations and helping them in reputation management and crisis management. Sure. Now, you know, maybe we could take maybe, you know, like a a mock example and run people through maybe some of the best ways to help manage this. Because, you know, there's certain things that I think social mark, you know, social media is fabulous for. And I think there's some things where it's not. But I would. My initial reaction is if you have um well let's put out let's put out a scenario can we put out a scenario that we can potentially walk through mm-hmm. sure pick it i mean you, let's, let, you could pick any company you want but let's let's, let's assume it's say uh, I, here's, a, here's an interesting one uh, mm-hmm. that happened recently in california uh, this is a church a church uh, applied to the city it's been the church has been in the town for a long long time mm-hmm. and what's happened with so many working parents they've had to they've had to really their their child care facilities all stressed out so they wanted to expand their child care facility they needed to have they there would be need additional parking so when their parking lot expanded and refurbished and, and a couple other things so they went to the city council to get permission this is a church we're talking about and they were just stunned the first night when they arrived because you know, the, the hall had 500 people in it for a church Right. And it, it very quickly turned out that, first of all, the community said, well, speaker after speaker said, look, you know, we don't want more cars in our neighborhood. We don't want this parking lot expanded. <laughs> Secondly, you know, you're going to open this up to children who don't belong to the congregation, which means you're going to be bringing strangers into our neighborhood. You're going to be frightening our own children. We don't want this, we don't want this daycare facility expanded. It's going to bring different people, people we may not like, into the neighborhood. Okay. And third, they said, you know what? We don't like your steeple. Your steeple blocks our view of the mountains. We'd like you to take the steeple down. So you know what? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, they took the steeple down. Okay. They were allowed to. They were allowed to expand the child care facility by ten percent, mm-hmm. and the parking lot by about five spaces, and that's it. Now let me walk back through this example and tell you what went wrong. Uh, okay. Let's do this. Let's let's take a quick break. Let right. everyone marinate on what you said. And when we come back, let's take a look at what is wrong here. We'll be right back with Cover Story. 
Sit tight and don't move. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. Convert the clicks in the cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this is what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need. Indeed, you can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. Even comes with state of the art tracking. Ready to start? You can do it a couple ways. 866 XY7 page. It's toll free. Tell me what you waiting on. FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network. Featuring over 100 million profiles. At hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com. Represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Public relations professionals understand the importance of branding. Invest in your next ad campaign with one of the premier branding innovators broadcasting on-air and on-demand to the Internet business world, WebmasterRadio.fm. Let our team customize your branding to target public relations professionals that access our public relations channel every day. Contact sales at WebmasterRadio.fm for a consultation today. Search engine marketing formulated for Web 2.0. SEM Synergy, live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin of WebmasterRadio.fm and your co-host for Cover Story. I'm very excited that you're able to join us for this edition. Our featured guest today is James Lukachevsky, uh, who is the chairman and president of the Lukachevsky Group. Uh, and prior to the break, we were actually putting together um, a bit of a case study, if you will, on... on uh, crisis management and reputation management and how to deal with them and, and Jim's orientation thinking that social media may not always be the best way um, to utilize your manpower in resolving these issues. So welcome back, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, man. Glad, glad, glad to be back. Yeah. <clears throat> we were talking about that uh, a church. I, I picked the church as an example because I think sometimes we feel that there are certain institutions that are exempt from the community's area of concern. And the answer is if you're going to change community life in some respect, some neighbor, some some group is going to be upset and want to want to push back to some degree. So I, th- I thought with that example, mm-hmm. you know, it, it isn't just it isn't just the big box stores and and all that sort of big commercial interest where these things happen. It happens every day in every community on some of the most interesting and unusual usual circumstances. So. What can I do? I, what I'd like to do is go back and talk about what they did wrong. Would yeah, that that's absolutely. Okay. Let's discuss it. I, I, I just focus on really uh, five areas. The first thing that went wrong is what I call an unrealistic assessment of community attitudes. They assumed, in other words, that people would go along with it because they were a church. Mm-hmm. I, could just, I, I could just sit in the meetings and hear these people talking about, well, you know, there's no big deal here. Don't be concerned about it. Uh, anybody who asks a question is anti-religious, um, <laughs> you know, and they'll be seen as such, blah, blah, blah. And 
this is simply not the case. You have to assess the community's attitudes right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the ways they could have done one of the ways they could have done this was to simply be, to announce early, early that they were they were planning on doing something like this and begin to invite community members, neighbors in, to see what they were planning and to talk about it and get these reactions, you know, and and therefore hear the community before they went public, and then they had to listen to everything and come back at them. Second thing that they didn't they they, they didn't really. Um, they, and because they didn't do this, they made the second mistake, which is essentially they really didn't show any responsiveness to the community before they went in and made, made their case. So here the community wanted their steeple down and was very concerned about parking strangers and the rest of it. They didn't know that because they didn't bother to talk to anybody. They said, we're a church, you know, we work for God, and so we'll get this. And the issue is they needed to talk to people beforehand, so to speak, because people ask questions, simple questions like, is it really necessary? Aren't there other alternatives? Mm-hmm. No. Are, what, what are the real risks? Why disrupt our lives this way? Um, why do you have to threaten you know, everything we care about by doing this? These questions come up time and time again, and you have to have answers for them. Absolutely. The, third, mean, problem, mm-hmm. the third problem is, is they make decisions based on false assumptions. Mm-hmm. You know, it, number one, is, the assumption number one is that, that, is that the, the, the group will go along with it. Number two, that, that the neighborhood will see the benefit of it. You know, and number three is that it's really, it doesn't really affect things like property values and the rest of it. But if you really look at those three items alone, you know, of course the neighbors were concerned about property values. You know, a parking lot, more traffic, you know, from their perspective, whether true or not, would degrade their property values. Mm-hmm. Strangers in a town, in a, in a neighborhood. You know, this, this is a safety issue for children and families. Mm-hmm. So, you know... They were ignoring these fundamental beliefs I talked about in the first part of the program that are so very important. They made false assumptions. Um, the 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 fifth or the fourth mistake is this reluctance to be open. They really, you know, they, even when even in this case when there were newspaper stories about it that the newspaper wrote from leaks from neighbors, the church really hardly spoke because they felt they they didn't have to. They were a church after all. And when you work for God, you know, you get some special treatment. No, that's true. Um, but, but then again, they also represent the community. There you go. So um, the other thing, the, the last thing I mentioned that I think is a mistake here to, to really think about, and that is, well, they're two together. One is to really <clears throat> early on begin an intensive community relationship building process. I mean, going door to door, sitting in people's kitchens and saying, you know, essentially, hey, I'm from the church. We haven't met before. I'd like to talk you through what we're thinking about over there and hear your side of it and, and hear what your reaction is so we can take your reactions into account when we do this. Um, this was not done in this case, and you saw, we saw, we see what the result was. They got something, but nowhere near what they wanted. And most of the neighborhoods settled for, you know, to be fair about it, to settle for some expansion, but not enough to be significant. And the, the final thing that is missed so often <clears throat> is that the, the church didn't um, establish or help establish an independent oversight committee of neighbors and others who could watch what they were doing and watch what they were thinking, even for the process of doing what they were ultimately approved in doing. Had they done these five things I talked about, the odds of getting more than they got mm-hmm. were pretty high. Absolutely. But so, I mean, these are, you hear what I say, I mean, in a way you say, well, this is so sensible, why would anybody not do this? And the answer is, I don't know, we've been doing this a long, long time. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Thank you for being honest. <laughs> I don't know why yeah, they were th- foolish. Th- 
this is the pattern. I mean, and, and I can walk in. I, I can walk in and talk about these things, and people say, "What planet is this guy on?" You know, because I'm saying I'm talking about everything they know their mothers taught them they should do, but they don't want to do. Well, I think and you know, I, they run into this all the time, and it's often it's, it's really funny because some, sometimes I mean the difference between my getting hired and a PR another PR firm getting hired is the other PR firm talks about it in all these positive ways, doing all this great stuff, and then when they get that all messed up. You know, then they call me back, you know, six months later and say, we need to start over, Jim. You know, would you mind, would you, would you willing to talk to us again? Because right. you're going in the wrong direction here. But all this, all these things, are, if you watch, you know, sightings in your own neighborhood um, or in your town, you read, just read the newspaper about these things, you notice the patterns that occur. And a lot of community relationship building, in fact, solving any problem, the problematic situation is, is recognizing the patterns you're going to run into. And then working to make those patterns either go away or you use them as leverage to get what you want more clearly because there are certain steps you have to go through. It is about trust and trust alone. And trust is the key issue here always in community relationships. And trust is about one thing, getting information before you need it. And if you fail to do that, with some people whose lives you're affected, mm-hmm. they will not trust you. Absolutely. And even if it's something that potentially could be good for them, they've now sort of closed themselves off to you because they don't trust you. And, and, they, and they, that's they, a problem. And, and, and the problem with, mm-hmm. with trust loss is it, it is it is difficult to rebuild. You know, you, the Toyota situation right now is an interesting case. Um, it's not about community relations, but then again, it is about community relations. In this case, it's about the community of customers that Toyota has. And while the news media is busy each media is trying to be the first one to forecast the death of this company. It's really what the coverage is all about if you watch it. Um, uh, the real thing with Toyota here is that, you know, they have this base of literally millions of faithful customers mm-hmm. who are going to wait to see what's happening here. Now, they, they're not selling cars because they aren't making cars. Isn't that crazy? Thing. And people um, can't even sell the, the cars that they own. Right. But but that's a temporary situation, okay? And, and we we've gone. This is probably the the, the sixth since nineteen since like nineteen maybe ninety. This is this is like the sixth or eighth major car um, problem we've seen. Remember Ford and Firestone? They both survived. Mm-hmm. When you go back and look through, major brands aren't generally killed by these things. They're damaged temporarily. So, but 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 a Toyota has done, I think, a really commendable job in communicating. And the, the, the Congress is whacking them right now for for not responding. You know, they they waited. Um, you know, I think sixty days before they began to take some action. But you know, and the, the Tylenol is held up as the, the premier example. But mm-hmm. Tylenol waited nine days before they did a recall too. People tend to forget that the the images they recall things immediately. It took them nine days to decide to do it. So I mean, all companies tend to behave the same way. They're slow to act. But honorable companies act in honorable ways, and, and this is what we're seeing with Toyota. It's just going to take some time, and it's going to cost them a lot of money and a lot of sales. But ultimately, I, I believe this is a brand that's powerful and a brand that will that will work through this, and this will be another historic case study for people like you and me, um, you know, in the next year or the year after that. So. But let me ask you this, and what I'd like to do, Patance, is, is to maybe compare and contrast the situation with something that is, you know, a church that is located in a community. The community is fairly small, right? right? And how you want to, you approach and, and speak to them in the various ways that you can speak to them and all of the internal publics, you know, um, you know, in regard to like a church setting 
versus millions and millions of people that have been affected by Toyota and how Toyota can actually like enroll, engage, and potentially get these people to evangelize them. Well, totally. I think you know issues. Things like Toyota are these big situations that are national, or international in nature need to work themselves out. And so long as the company is forthright, is open, you know, every response they've had, every criticism has been positive and constructive. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were accused of delaying their delaying their uh, attention to it, they, they put a, a really very nice brief statement that explained what they did, but then that they were wide open to, to anyone who wanted to investigate their actions, and they would learn from the exercise. Now, these people are being constructive, they're being sensible, they're being positive, and they, you know, they want to get this put behind them. And the way to, if you want to not do that, is to fight everything. Is to really, you know, is to you know, throw the lawyers out there, and the angry rhetoric, Absolutely. and make everybody angry. Right. You, you will. You. They may. St- they would actually probably still win in this case because they have a base of such satisfied customers. But it would take longer and cost more. Well, and this is the being being nice and being forthright. Actually, is the most low cost way of resolving any public issue or any private issue. I mean, that, I mean, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I do believe, and we, we need to go to a break in a moment, but I, I'm a very firm believer if you're forthright with people and, you know, they're a loyal client and you can, and you can communicate, you know, everyone has different means of which um, they have the ability to communicate. And if you mm-hmm. can communicate to your various publics in whatever format they need, you know, a lot of times, as long as you're forthright, you can take a negative situation and turn it into something positive where maybe someone, you know, just drove a Toyota car because it was the cheapest car, it was the best deal. But now... Well, I think, yeah. You know, but now because, you know, Toyota's now reached out to this person and said, hey, you know what, we're in a horrible situation, we're doing everything we can to work towards it, we're going to make sure at the end that you will win, right? Um, I think people appreciate that. And if anything, would start evangelizing that, which, you know, then allows them to, from a PR perspective, now you've got a bunch of PR and, you know, Indians out there working for I I would, I would just take, I would just make this observation. This is one thing I've learned in life. You can never make a critic uh, a supporter or an advocate. The thing you want to do with critics is is make them shut up. (laughs) Right. The most important thing you want to do with most of the people who are affected by this is to get them to not care, to stop worrying about it, and move on with their lives until it's resolved. So the I I just I, I think it's probably a bit unrealistic from my experience to, to, to have all these people advocating for something which they don't have a stake in except their own car, for example. So and, and, and what what they do demonstrate though is loyalty. And what, what Toyota is doing is building people's ability to trust them enough through this through this information and advocacy to allow the situation to settle itself down so they can come back and be good customers again. So my big goal of these major confrontations is neutrality mm-hmm. and on the part of those who, who could be upset and irritated and quietude on the part of those who are upset and irritated. Uh, much, much easier goals to achieve. It's h- tough enough as it is, but I, I don't think being, you know, getting surrogates and advocates is a way that really helps us in any way. Okay. All right. I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, I do because I do think sometimes negative can't like some of the things sometimes you can talk to the critics on their level. Because everybody has their sweet spot, and if they're a critic, they want a voice. And here's what I do. I, I agree with that. I, but here's what I do. We we take things people say, and we have a special technique called correction and clarification. It's on our it's on a website. And what happens is, let let's say we have a critic who writes a letter to the editor that's really or or not bad piece that's really terrifyingly bad. 
we take that editorial and we put it on our website. And if you think about the, the looking at your web page right now, your web page on the left hand side is the article vertically arrayed, paragraphs on top of paragraphs. Okay, on the right hand side is a space for correction, clarification, and commentary. And on the left-hand side in the article, the things that we don't like that are erroneous or fabricated, we put in bold. And on the right-hand side, we correct and clarify these things um, in, a very, in very what I call positive declarative language. We detoxify what they're talking about. So they get to make their points. Mm-hmm. And rather than say, you know, you're stupid, you're dumb, you're an idiot, blah, 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 we say, here's what we said, here's what we're doing, here's what matters, here's the facts. That's all we do. Right. And you're, and also, and you're also giving them the respect to listen to their grievances. Sorry, you're also giving them the respect to listen to their grievances, Absolutely. which I think Completely. is extremely important. Let's do this, Jim. We're, we're rounding down the half hour. Let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back with the Jim Lukachewski on Cover Story. Sit tight and don't move. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host, Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbin of WebmasterRadio.fm, and we are winding down uh, this edition of Cover Story. Unbelievable uh, information to be imparted on us by Jim Lukachewski, our featured guest. So I think that what we should do, Jim, is not rush through this, but yet plan for a part two. Say again? No, what I'm saying is I think we've got a lot of really great information to cover. And what I would prefer is... Instead of rushing through, because we obviously want to impart as much knowledge as possible on the listening audience, is to uh, is to schedule a part two, a continuation of this conversation. Love to do it, absolutely. That is also, by the way, if you if your listeners would like to see a sample 
of this concept of correction verification. They can just send me an email. My email address, may I give it? Oh, absolutely. My, my email address is TLG, like Tom, Larry, George, TLG at E911.com, same as my website, TLG at E911.com. In the subject line, just put correction, just put the word correction, and I'll respond and send you a sample. Actually, I'll send you a little monograph which talks about this with some examples in it and some websites. You can go look and see where it's, where it's going. This is a really cool technique. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm excited uh, to find out more. So, I mean, we're, we're, we're rounding down right now, and we looked at, you know, two, two very different, you know, Toyota, which is a global issue, and then mm-hmm. something on a local level, um, like a church, where, you know, it is a community. These people do interact with each other, not only in the church, but in the community they live in. And they all have a stake, you know, a stakehold in, you know, obviously having um, the sanctity of their church um, preserved, but as well, you know, the issues that you brought up, like not wanting people to come into their community that aren't part of their community because it could be potentially dangerous. And, um, you know, the the thing to notice is they're basically, they're really quite common. I mean, they have a lot in common. They're really community examples because, you know, all politics and on all personal issues are local issues, regardless of whether they're running in the New York Times or they're just running, you know, in the local Times. So the issues that we notice here are human issues. This is how people respond everywhere. I work all over the, well, just about all over the planet. And, and it's, it always amazed me from early days in my career um, how, 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 how the sameness of, pub, of human reaction. We did a pipeline project in Peru one time, and, and they were going to ignore the wishes or the, the fact that there was, a, there was a kind of a sacred forest area with aboriginals living there. Mm-hmm. And the government of, this is going to be Chile, the government of Chile forced the company to hold public hearings um, so these aboriginals could attend. These people had no written language. Um, they had to be, people had to go into the woods and talk, into the forest and talk to them about this. But you know, and I actually didn't get to go to the hearing. But when I saw the transcript of the hearing, these are aboriginal people, many of whom have not even seen a telephone. Um, but you listen to the, what the, the conversations they had at the public hearings. What did they talk about? They talked about damaging the trees in the forest. They talked about in unsafe conditions and healthy for their families. They talked about traditions and culture. It was as though they were coached by somebody from you know, Bro- you know the Bronx in New York. Um, you know, these are human characteristics, human issues, regardless of the culture. So, so they, they have all these things in common, and the issue for us as practitioners is to recognize the commonality of these things and make certain that we are dealing responsibly, compassionately, and honestly with them as, as we know they're going to happen, because they always do. No, absolutely, and I think you made a really good point. I think people have a tendency to avoid talking about important topics that can absolutely impact what it is that they're trying to achieve. And I think a little bit of the lesson learned is take a step back, take a look at what the major issues are, what you as an organization are trying to achieve, good, bad, or indifferent, and you, you know, and you truly having an understanding of the various publics that are impacted by what it is that you're trying to achieve. And, and ask the hard questions, because I think if, if people feel like they're being heard, they will acquiesce on certain levels. And the problems, like, and as you stated earlier, the problems that... Um, sometimes you perceive people are going to have aren't always those 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 same issues because your point of orientation is a little bit different, especially if people haven't done the proper research. Well, I think one thing I guess I would say two things to do for sure. One is to answer every question as quickly as you can, mm-hmm. and answer the questions you know they're going to ask at some point down the road. Why wait? 
uh, quite often you do, they, we wait because we delude ourselves that people don't know the stuff to ask. But if there's something they should be asking and you didn't tell them, you're in terrible shape. And the second thing is do all the steps. I, there, there are nine, typically there are nine steps in this process. I've talked about most of them today. Skipping a step will, will torpedo what you're trying to accomplish. You have to, do, you have to do everything the community expects to get this done. Good for you. Really, really well stated. We didn't get into the art of uh, social media, when to utilize and when not, um, but I think we can cover that in part two. Uh, Jim, can, I have- because it does play a role. Yeah, no, it does. And I really want your opinion on this. And I really want to see how, you know, this can be utilized in an integrated approach, but not leaving social media, you know, not leaning on social media to the point where you're negating, you know, what, what I think is one of your main messages, which is that nothing replaces human to human contact. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to have to bid you a fair adieu for the moment. Um, but everybody stay tuned. Just This is just the beginning of Jim imparting more of his fabulous knowledge, because at the end of the day, we are a community and what you give back, what you give out is what you get back. And uh, I know that, that Jim, you're, you're big on contributing to a community you benefit from. And uh, we're excited to have you back for part two to delve deeper into this topic. Thanks so much. Thank you. So uh, for everybody, I'd like to say thank you so much for listening to Cover Story today. Again, our featured guest was James Lukachevsky, chairman and president of the Lukachevsky Group. Also, if you'd like to uh, get his executive action e-newsletter, you can go on over to www.e911.com and get it. Talk full of all sorts of information. Information is power. Arm, arm yourself with it, especially with Jim, because he's a, you, can, you can count on him for giving you uh, a very strong... Um, wisdom. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbitt of Webmaster Radio. Thank you again for joining us on this edition of Cover Story.